There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Drink Minimum. Uh, the only podcast on the planet that still hasn't successfully hired a fully functioning adult as its third mic. The gentleman, the gentleman sitting in front of me doesn't need an introduction, but you know I'm going to give him one anyway, because it's comedy legend Mike Ward. I am Mike Ward. You are Pantelis, and this guy, not a third mic, he's a seventh mic. Yeah, as soon as I made fun of him, yeah. he took off his sunglasses. You saw that? Oh, really? Yeah. He I, was said, like, yeah I said he's not functioning. He's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to show him I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, how'd you say that? A, a professional. A professional. professional. You're a professional. Pro- you're a professional. You're a professional. Professional talker. But he's evolving because now yeah. he's wearing his hat frontwards instead of backwards. Yeah. And he's got... Backwards. You, you, uh, you, you, you come out with big words now. It's like you have the word of a day, uh, you know. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah. I was using kerfuffle for a bit. Yeah, he, anything yeah. I say, he says it. He's like, what does it mean? Kerfuffle. My vocabulary is expanding. Yeah, well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Dude, the problem when, is you have limited knowledge. When did you use kerfuffle? I said it to myself mainly. It was more like a thought. What's with what? this kerfuffle in here? Yeah. These crispy kernels are good, but not as good as kerfuffles. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> exactly that. Ruffles, okay. Kerfuffles, awesome. Ruffles are the poor man's kerfuffles. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, we're back. We're back on uh, the YouTubes, and we're back on everywhere and on Compound Media. I keep saying, uh, I keep telling people on my social media we're on iTunes, but it's not even called iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. It's true. I keep saying iTunes yeah. also. We're like old goddamn men. We're fucking, Why they change it? I don't know. I I I'm I don't know. They I know shouldn't. why. I know why. The name pod the word podcast now finally carries meaning and weight. Podcasts are getting real advertisers. Podcasts are an actual uh media. It's considered mm. like Joe Rogan has the biggest show on the planet. It's a podcast. Yeah. So they I think they wanted to have the name podcast because they saw Google. Go with Google Podcasts. And in case someone doesn't know, let's say I tell you, hey, you should listen to that podcast and you're one of these fucking nerds. You're like, what's a podcast, right? iTunes? You don't know. Podcasts on iTunes? You get confused, but yeah. they're like, fucking Apple Podcasts. It's, uh, Google, it's Google Podcasts now? Yeah. I keep calling it Google Play. No, Google Play is the Google. There's a Google Play store, but then there's Google Podcasts. Jesus, fuck. I got to change everything yeah. about my website. Yeah, <laughs> I changed all of mine, too. I got the new logos and everything. Fuck. Yeah. Is AM radio? Are we still on AM radio? They still they still play us on some AM radio stations. CJAD every Sunday at six in the morning. Wait, CJAD is still a? It's an AM radio. It station. is an AM. That's what's fucked up about Montreal on the English side. That that people like, hey, do you want to do CJAD? Yeah, what AM radio? Yeah, and people still do that. It's still a thing. People listen to AM radio in Montreal. When uh, when I was a kid. I was confused with the AM FM because I thought AM meant like in the day and FM meant at night. You got so you really only, so you can only Yo, listen. You're gonna give Pierre a heart attack. <laughs> so you can only listen to FM radio at night and AM radio really? in the day until noon, and then from noon going forward, you can only listen to FM Fucking. radio. You were a smart kid though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were definitely going places as a child. So you're telling me as a kid, kids are curious; they try stuff. You never tried during the PM to put the AM dial. No, you're too scared to do it. Yeah, I was like, "What would happen?" Did you think uh, the sun was gonna just explode? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the sun was gonna be no. like some fucking stupid kid. Quit playing with the frequencies. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, it took me a while to realize. Yeah, when did you figure it how out? About, how when about... did you figure out that you could do it? Right now, when Mike mentioned it. No, no. How about like uh? Like uh, B.C., like uh, before Christ. 
like the years yeah 10, could, could you listen to like and it, you know it's weird because i was gonna say ac but it's ad it should be ac, AC. but then he would have thought it was air conditioner oh no you know why it's not <laughs> ac Oh, because th- there's a there's a difference of 33 years between uh, BC and, and AD. Okay. Because it's after death. Yeah, it's so after. It's not death. after. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know what it meant? No. AD means after death, yeah. after the death of Christ. Before so, BC, I knew it meant. So before that means Christ. that year zero and one have like a 33 year gap in them, right? Yeah. Because one is the birth, BC is everything before Christ existed, and AD is after death. That means that for 33 years. When people ask you, what year is it? Jesus. <laughs> we're still in the year of the We're Jesus. still Jesus Or year. DJ. Yeah. During Jesus. During no, Jesus. Just so you know, Poseidon, just like I told you last time, in China, they don't call Chinese food. Chinese food, they call it food. Same thing. During that time, they didn't refer. They referred to it as whatever years they had. Yeah. Like, it was Jewish years, right? So they were already in, like, the year 2000 or something. Interesting. Yeah. You knew that? Like... You knew that, right? Well, the Jews are in 5,000-something right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, everyone's in... in uh... 2019 like they don't have their calendar and they're like goddamn christians hide the hide our calendar yeah it's just they have it ceremonial like it's for ceremony it's uh, like everyone uses the jesus calendar okay yeah like they don't come up to you and you're like dude where were you shlomo you're supposed to start work an hour ago he's like we're talking about it's saturday yeah (laughs) he doesn't they don't do that right they just have it it's just ceremonial because technically all different cultures like different places you were in the world would have different calendars if you because they all had different yeah. starts to their societies. But in order for humanity to function, you need a core, which is like time. It's you know, it's not really 24 hours in the day, it's like 23 point something. So it's time is constantly adjusting a bit. You know about that? Like they're always adjusting it by that. a bit. That's because it's not ex, it's not exact 24 hours, I think it's 23 something. This is hurting my head. They'd have to, they'd have to put it like metric. To make it, like they could make it exactly. Could they? Or I guess they couldn't because of the seasons. Yeah, yeah. That's why there's yeah. a, there's always a little, and you adjust for. Does that explain why we have to go forward one hour and back one hour? No, during, oh, that's yeah. only for sunlight. That's so we for get more farmers. Sun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's also stupid, and we should stop doing it. Yeah. Why? It fucks everything up, and especially now that a certain portion of the world stopped doing it, it, it means that. A seven-hour time difference, half the year, turns into an eight or a six, the rest of the half. Yeah. It fucks up everything. It's either everyone changes or no one changes. Interesting. Yeah. So, you you know, you, you'd work. Uh, I mean, I guess it would get darker in the winter. That would be the problem. But it's still but fucking But it dark. already does. It already yeah. is dark. Who cares? Yeah. Fucking don't people have lights? Yeah. Like, this will fuck up people in Afghanistan or, you know, where they don't have electricity. But here... It's not the end of the world. Like, look at New York. It's a city that never sleeps. You think they'll notice the difference? Nah. No. It, it complicates shit. Plus, also, you fuck up your sleep. How much does that suck? You got to go to work the next day, and you're like, nice, I have... Oh, fuck, it's an hour ahead, right? You, it pisses people off. Well, it's only one day out of the year. I mean... Yeah, but it fucks you up for that whole week. Yeah. But you also get an, an extra hour. You don't get an extra hour. There's no such thing as extra yeah. hours, right? That's what I'm telling you. It's not really an extra hour. You're just going back to where you were. You, you Basically, you're just telling time differently. It's like telling someone, I'm going to steal $5. Hey, and then a year later or six months later, here's $5. Wow, I got a free $5. You didn't. It's the yeah. $5 he took from okay. you. Took from you. I get it. Yeah. It's kind of like how taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So this this is an educational episode just for Poseidon. Yeah. You know what I didn't tell you? We, we didn't talk about yet. On any of the shows, so people get to hear. So during the festival, um, there was a lot of weirdo situations. We could get to talking to that. But I, I want to mention that um, there's some cool podcasts that are going to come out. I'm going to release on the Pantelis podcast an interview with Barry Katz. Barry Katz, king of all weirdos. King of all weirdos. Yeah. So Barry Katz, what's cool about him is he agreed to the podcast. Yeah. But he could only do it at 1.30 in the For morning. For those of you that don't know Barry Katz, Barry Katz managed basically everyone. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Nick Swartzen. Uh, uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, the, his episode with Bill Burr is the best podcast I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Well, listening to Bill fucking just bust his balls. Yeah. So he's a cool dude, though, but he um he, he agreed to do the interview, but he could only do it at 1.30 a.m. from his hotel room. Okay. And it was the night of the Netflix party, the big party everybody wants to go to in the summer. 
So I went with Poseidon. I said, look, we have the mobile studio now. We can bring it with us. You just have to learn how to set it up. And we'll go to his room in the middle of the night and we'll, we'll do it. Which, you know, it's kind of questionable, one thirty a.m., but it's very cats. I, I could take him if you try to rape me. Yeah. So um, we head down to the Netflix party, and then he messaged me. He goes, look, to make things simpler, how about you go to my hotel room before I get there? You set everything up. And then when I get there at one thirty, we could just start the podcast right away. And it was his hotel room that his infant son is well, Not sleeping, infant, right? but two kids. But, like, young enough, right? They were young. They were young. How old? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. Poseidon, did you ask him before you I fucked him? eight and 12. Okay. Eight and twelve. So you ate the twelve-year-old? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you ate out a twelve-year-old. You. That sounds like you. Jesus Christ. I'm just going judging by like. So here's a, here's a funny very cat story. So then he sends me a message with that, and then I'm, and then I think about it. Like, Wait, if he's not home, are the kids gonna be like? What am I doing there? And then he's like, Does no, he no. has a wife? Does he have a wife or a girlfriend? She wasn't there. If he does, she she didn't come on the trip. I don't know his story. So it's just the kids alone yeah. in a bed and a fucking giant. Setting up cameras. No, no, no. But here's God the thing. Damn the kid, it. What yeah, the, the kids fuck? weren't there yet, right? The kids were with him. Yeah. So what happens is he I'm like, how would I get in his room? So he sends me instructions. He goes, Listen, I'm gonna hide the key card of my room in the hotel. I'm gonna send you a picture of where it's hidden. You're gonna go there, you're gonna get it, you're gonna go to my room, open up and do everything. Like a fucking scavenger yeah. hunt. And like he's also very trusting. So um he sends me a photo of where he had hid it. So I sent Poseidon. I go, Poseidon, these are the instructions. You go. I'm going to stay another 20 minutes at the party. You go set everything up. I'll come in. I'll walk in. We'll be ready for the for uh, the podcast. So he leaves. And he has this all on GoPro, him going there and setting up. So I, I think I'm going to make a video of, of it soon, too, to show people what he did during the festival. So he leaves. He sees people in the street, and he really had to take a shit. So he gets to uh, the, the apartment. Room. He does. He gets a key card, and then he's like, "Fuck, there's nobody here yet." So he goes into Barry's bathroom and he fucking takes an explosive shit. Uh, by the time I got there, Barry was already there, ready to to record, and the podcast lasted till like four something in the morning. It was crazy. Did it smell like shit in the? Uh, room? It smelled a little peculiar. I did not know what it was till two days later when he told me that he shit himself in. in and then I was like, "That's what that smell was." I thought it was probably like a dead raccoon or something, but it was him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was him taking a shit. So the podcast was funny. Is right after the podcast happened, then I started selling him on you because I figured you'd be a good get for him. Like it'd be an interesting interview. Yeah. But the way I on s- his podcast on his podcast because I think it'll be good for other people to get to know you. But what's funny about it was just the way I described it. You know, you know, the biggest ticket in Canada, the number one seller, the biggest name in um, in Canadian comedy. So then you, which is all like. True. Highly exaggerated, though. But what was, yeah. Because, like, I'm, I'm a good, like, I sell a lot of tickets, but, you know, Russell Peters. You're number is one in my fucking, book. Russell yeah. Peters is like four. Russell Peters is a piece of shit. Yeah. So, what happens is. Arenas don't count. Arenas <laughs> don't count. Only real people uh, comedy. So, what happens is when he, when he actually interviewed you, he opened the intro. He says. The number yeah. one, because uh, he he started the no. uh, so I go do the his uh his podcast industry standards and then he starts and he he's he did like eleven podcasts in a row that day yeah. so he's fucking dead tired and he's got the hiccups and he's just a fucking he's uh, he had he, the hiccups with me too yeah and he goes he goes this is such an honor to have my next guest the biggest star in Canada. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's a that's a little much. No, no. And then he goes, no, you sold out. Who else can sell out 25 club sodas in a row? Exactly nobody. <laughs> He's right about that. we start the podcast. <laughs> but it was weird because he, like he, and then he was like, uh, why do you think you're so popular? And I was like, I'm sexy. No, but I was like French people. Like it's all it's the French Canadians that fucking Support you know. Even even when I do English shows, a lot of French Canadians or Quebecois come see the show. And then he was like, "You speak French," so he knew nothing oh, about me. No, he was like, "You, you funny, speak eh? French," and I was like, "Yeah, I fucking like I do shows in French." And then he was like, "Really?" And then he started talking about George Lopez. He was like, "Cause George Lopez told me that uh, he speaks Spanish, but he could he wouldn't do." Uh, stand up in Spanish even though all his fans are Spanish because it wouldn't work and then I was like yeah well George Lopez is fucking stupid and lazy because like it a fucking George Lopez would work would kill way harder in, in Spanish, Spanish yeah, for sure. if it's all Spanish people like fucking oh that is fucking amazing yeah. I can't wait to listen to this but it was weird because he threw me off guard like so often with just weird like because it, it was just fucking weird it was it, it, he's so nice but he's 
he's very like I I think maybe that's why he got to sign so many people and then they all left is because he's a good dude. He, he keeps you like you're you're always off guard because you're like what the what what's going on like he he asks you questions you you go like okay we're talking about this he's gonna go here oh no he's there he is like he's <laughs> fucking he's very surprising he, he must have been a good guest for you he was dude it was a fun interview he he, he had a good Cat Williams story. Um, did he uh, used to manage Cat Williams? No, that's why it was a fun story. Okay. He, he went to see him. Cat Williams invited him, got him tickets to a show, uh, and then he was he goes, "I was the only non-black in the <laughs> in the green room," uh, and then he's like, "He doesn't want to talk to me." But he said the story of how, like, because I was just telling him about how, even though we bust his balls, he is part of of comedy culture now. He's yeah. synonymous with it, and he did a lot. Like he's part of the history. You know, he's a yeah. uh, he, people like to bust his balls just because they know him and he's we can fuck the with him. best part of that documentary uh comedian comedian yeah he is like, uh, the jerry seinfeld thing when there's fucking orny adams that's being a piece of garbage yeah and then uh who's he's like you can't be funny during the day it's the it's that you're funny on the tonight show not on the today show and then he's like yeah shut the fuck up. yeah yeah like, like stephen wright stephen wright could do and then orny was like where's stephen wright and then uh uh Barry was like, he won an Oscar. That's where he is. Yeah. He's with his Oscar yeah. right now. Go fuck yourself. You're Orny Adams, you piece of shit. Yeah, so Barry, so I try to remind him because it feels like what happens is he gets so caught up in his own shit that he starts feeling unimportant. He doesn't realize how important, how important he, is, he yeah. is to comedy and how important he was in, in the history of comedy. Like, yeah. he, when there's documentaries in 50 years, he's going to be part of everyone. Like, the whole generation that uh, came right before us. The Like everyone from Louis, like all those guys, all the comics that were actually funny comics. Yeah. He, he started all of them. Yeah. Or like he didn't, so, but he, he managed all yeah, of them. Yeah, he managed all of them. So that's yeah. big, you know? So it was fun reminding him of that and seeing that he really, it slipped his mind. Like yeah. he was like, he at first he was confused about it and then I had to like kind of reiterate like, how do you, do you not see what you've done and what you've been part of? But I guess that happens when you get so focused on something, yeah. you don't see all the around and you don't see the um, the journey, right? So that's what happened to him. But it was a very good get. It was fun. Um, and I, you told him, you asked him, uh, you told him our theory about him that yeah. we didn't know if he was uh, a genius or a maniac. And, and I told him, why is it that you signed everybody? Why the fuck? What did you do? Why did they all fire you? And he's like, fuck, that's a very good question. And I told him, me and Mike have a theory about you, like that you're a genius about finding talent. But I have to know. What the fuck did you do to get fired so much? Like, are you setting yeah. fires to daycares? Like, why is everyone <laughs> getting rid of you? So then that spawned a whole other uh, conversation about how a lot of comics, they just, they respect his opinion. Still, they'll ask him. Even comics that he used to represent will call him and ask him, what do you think of my appearance there? Which, like, they value his opinion on what he knows. But he says that different times in your career, you need something different yeah. than what he could offer. So they would come and go. But he said, like, there's people they represented. Like, you'll hear the podcast. It's very good. Uh, like, multiple times. Like, fucking uh, Jeff Ross, I think, was with him three different occasions. Like, imagine getting fired three times by the yeah. same guy. I don't it's, think it's firing at that point, though. It's it, is, of, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. That's what you do to managers. Is, is he still um, managing? Does he still have Brad Williams? I don't I Fuck. He mentioned Brad Williams. It didn't sound like he still managed him, but he, I don't know if he still does. But he still manages people. He sent me his okay. info, so he still manages people. Who does he have? Do you know? I never. I didn't check. I didn't. I didn't care. That's what's fucked up. Like signing with a guy like Barry. There's something about that that's very cool because you're like, fuck. My manager used to manage Chappelle. Used to, and then they're like, who does he ma- manage now? Barry Edmonds from Cincinnati. Yeah. Like he manages Poseidon's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Atlantic Cruise. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Speaking yeah. Speaking of uh, Atlantic Cruise. Yeah, but I must take off. Oh, he's taking off. Oh, fuck. Right away. God damn. We bought him food and then he just leaves. All right. We see how you feel. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. Have fun, Poseidon. I'll try. I break my goddamn back for you. He thinks thinks this podcast, he thinks he's Jeff Ross and this podcast is Barry Katz. Yeah. He could just leave and come back. Did you say who's who's Jeff Jeff Ross? I love, you I love that. <laughs> Jeff Ross fired him three times. Yeah. I saw really firing. You're Jeff Ross. Who's Jeff Ross? <laughs> He's Conor McGregor. Yeah. He's like, who the fuck yeah. is that guy? Yeah. God oh, damn. It's going to be a little tricky. Why is it tricky? Just stand up. I'm a up. very large man. Just stand, stand up. God damn. Stand up, fatty. Hold Come on. on. Jesus, fuck. God damn. You want me to push you out of... God damn. That's how I imagine Oprah getting off the toilet. 
she has fucking Stedman turn her around. <laughs> She's like, Stedman, I done my poo-poo. <laughs> I done my poo-poo. And then he twirls her around. I'll move over this way. Yeah. There we go. It'll be in the middle. I oh, got, shit. Shit, I got a race. Look at I that. Where the metal is. Here it is. This is hilarious. Fucking, there we go. That was just me and you. Yeah. It's like speed dating. Exactly. So, where did you go to school? <laughs> I did, uh, yeah. The You know what's weird, though, about Barry? Um, a lot. There, but there's one thing, like the fact that it's true, He like what he thinks, he's often right. We And we were talking, and he threw me He's off. very smart about comedy. And he threw me off guard on one thing, because we were talking, uh, and then- he, cause he asked me, cause I, when I opened for Cosby in the old days, I opened, uh, you know, with, uh, 11 minutes about, uh, how to put pills in women's drinks or not, <laughs> but no, I, 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 I work clean. So I, I technically, I, I am able to work clean. I just choose not to. And then he asked me, he was like, would you, would you do the tonight show if they asked you? And I was like, I don't want to do any TV, but for some reason, since I guess it's since I'm 45, Historical. the Tonight Show, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd do the Tonight Show. And then then I was explaining why I do it. And then uh, I was explaining that I, I would do it because I because technically I can work clean. But then after for some reason, I started thinking about that the whole like for the whole day after. And I was like, fuck, I, sh- I should have said no. I should have said no, because like because it's weird since I'm 45 in my mind doing the Tonight Show is Carson. still important. But yeah, fucking Carson died a million years ago. Yeah. So now you do the Tonight Show. No one knows you. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I right now I don't care anymore about the, the Tonight Show. Yeah. I would rather be um, fuck, man. I'd rather go on stuff that I like. Yeah. Uh, fucking Rogan or Legion of Skanks yeah. or just fun stuff. And like that people that are like minded are gonna watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Tonight Show, no one watched the Tonight Show is gonna be there for us. The only way that uh, people are gonna see, like the people I want to see me are gonna see my set on the Tonight Show, are people on the internet, and then they're just gonna go, "This guy seems funny, but you know, all of his punchlines end with gosh darn it." Yeah, and, you know, it's just fucking garbage comedy. So yeah, it'd be like, yeah. So it was weird though. After I was like, "Oh shit, that was a bad answer. That was a very bad answer." Strange that you thought that. Yeah, yeah, and I thought about it like way too much. Even as as soon as I said it, we started talking about something else, and it was still in my head. But then I was like, "I can't go back and go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do because then I look like a guy that's like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't know what he wants. Yeah, and I do know what I want, but for some reason, uh, the Tonight Show fucked me up because because of Carson. He he fucked with me too at one point because he was asking about like perspective of what I like about comedy. Like he really got mad at me when I was talking about my Mount Rushmore and I couldn't fill it up. And then he was kind of upset at how much I liked Anthony Jeselnik. Oh really? Yeah. How he, come? I don't know. He didn't like it, but then you know he told me because I told him I don't like like gimmicky comic. Like I said the word gimmick, but I guess what I meant was like I don't like that improv shit and that alt basically not funny is being funny like a TED yeah, talk yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't express myself properly because it was late. So then he kind of mind fucked me and then explained to me, like, do you think Jeselnik is the same guy off stage? That's a different, it's a persona. Yeah. He goes, that's a gimmick. He goes, yeah. But you said you don't like gimmicks, but you like Jeselnik. And then I was like, uh, yeah, that's but technically see, a gimmick, but it's not. Cause I didn't expect, I was so tired. What I wanted yeah. to say was just, I don't like the whole anti comedy comedians. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be funny to be a comic. That's what I don't like. Like, Jeselnik is the only guy. I always say I hate comics that try to shock. I li- but I and uh, I like comics that are kind of shocking. But whenever someone writes a joke, uh, a joke and goes, "I'm gonna write this and it's gonna be so out there, people are gonna freak out." Those general jokes generally suck. Yeah, Jeselnik's the only guy that writes jokes just to be offensive, but they still work because he's such a good joke writer. Yeah, he's a very good writer. He's, a, yeah. he's like I I always used to say Jimmy Carr was the best joke writer in the world. I think uh, Jeselnik's jokes are probably better yeah they, they are better they're better crafted but that's not taking anything away from fucking car he's still brilliant but uh i, I think he's in the league of his own yeah, yeah. Jeselnik. which again uh it was shocking to me uh, in the podcast you'll hear how he was getting upset every time i i put um him on a pedestal uh he wouldn't he didn't like that when you put uh barry on a pedestal no or when, when you put, put uh jeselnik, jeselnik. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because then he's like, uh, what's your Mount Rushmore? And then I said, honestly, it would have to be like, it would have to be a Bill Burr, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. I really like Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle. I go, I don't know who else. And then he reminded me of Seinfeld. I go, yeah, technically Seinfeld opened nah. the door for like, you know, so yeah, I would have to put Seinfeld up there with Seinfeld. it. it. That's why it's tricky. And then yeah. I told him, I don't know. I can't even put five. I go like, unless we're talking about prior, like, because he said working now. He said comedians working now. So then I said, still working now? Well, Jezelnik is up there. He's really good. Yeah. And that's when he freaked out. Because then he's like, but the Mount Rushmore. I go, yeah, but you said Mount Rushmore of working now. And if we talk yeah. working now, then I can't put Pryor. I can't put yeah. Carlin. Yeah. Right? But I could put Burr. I could put Chappelle. Yeah. Put and Louis, too. Louis C.K. I, forgot, yeah. I, I completely forgot about Louis. Louis still Louis, working. Louis, Louis still working, yeah. And yeah. Louis, uh, more, especially more than Seinfeld, too. To me, for, for yeah. my kind of comedy. Because Seinfeld, even even Louis, after a year off, because he was banned from, like, yeah. well, it, he took a year off himself. But when he came back, now, even though people are fucking protesting his shit and people, like, all of the sort of alt comics are going, this is hacky and blah, blah, blah. But even Louis with uh you know coming back after a year with just uh like a first draft material is still a million times better than 99 percent of everyone out there and uh everything that seinfeld's ever recorded okay yeah Yeah. you're right about that you're 100 right about that but seinfeld did have an influence and impact on comedy yeah and and I know, it, and I know that and Larry it's David. Of the TV show. Yeah, I know that Larry David yeah. technically was the one who yeah. was behind all that. But even if, like, uh, like, yeah, Seinfeld without Larry David would be a uh, fucking tool time or whatever that Tim Allen oh, yeah. show was. It'd be garbage Goofy. comedy like that, or the uh, the Cosby Show. It'd just be because since Seinfeld never swore on stage, he probably would have had a little moral. It would have been at yeah. the end of it. It would have been just shit. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, Larry David saved that show. Larry David is the only select. Like I don't now that we're getting to meet so many, so much more people. You know, the bigger this gets, the you know, we go to all these places. I don't care about meeting anyone except for Larry David. If, if yeah. I met Larry David, that for me would be a fan moment. He's the only two people I've ever been in the same room with that I could have just reached over and said, "Hey, I'm a big fan." That I actually was a big fan, but didn't is Larry David and Norm. Really? Those are the only two, like no, uh, Larry David. I was um, uh, a bunch of years ago. He he was I don't know what what he was doing in Montreal, but he was at a uh, the table next to me in a restaurant, and no one knew him yet because this was before Curb. It was just I just knew him because I I I I loved the show Seinfeld, so I'd seen him in interviews and shit, and I and I could hear him talk because I was like that fucking bald guy looks like Larry David, but I was like it's probably not him. It's probably just some French dude. Then I heard the I heard him speaking and I was like, that is Larry David. So then I started kind of started eavesdropping to see if it was funny or not, to see if it was him. And then I was like, fuck, that is him. But then I was like, oh shit, he's gonna notice I'm listening. Uh, I can't fucking say hi to him. So I just I just like ended up leaving. Fuck. Yeah. And Norm, same type of story. I was um during just for laughs, we both got in a shuttle together and I sat I was I was I got in, sat in the the last row, and then he got in, sat in the last row next to me, and then no one else got in. So it was fucking weird that we were both sitting, you know, on the same seat next to each other. And I fucking I've loved Norm since I was a little kid. Yeah. And uh, I should and we went to the same fucking high school. It would have been so easy for me to say, "Hey, man, we went to the same high school." We would have instantly, you know, maybe not bonded, but at least talked. Had a conversation. But I, I just, I just, <laughs> I was looking forward going, it's Norm MacDonald. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. There, but there's very few people yeah. that could do that. Like, yeah. especially me, I, I know that I'd probably have that moment with Larry David. It would be yeah. a fan moment because everything he does, I like. I like Curb. Yeah. I have every fucking season. Curb is so good. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he puts himself like, because that's how I am in life. I get in those similar situations, like a lot of misunderstandings, right? Even my comedy, if you if you yeah. listen to it, it's mostly these it's misunderstandings just, that happen. Yeah. It's just my life. So. And it's you. the same thing, the same reason why Larry David works and the same reason why your stand-up works is just you tell the truth. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, most people in real life, they'll see someone do something stupid, and in their mind, they'll be like, that's stupid, but I won't say anything cause, not to make it awkward. But you'll be like, what the fuck's that? What yeah, are you doing? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like that, too. Yeah. That's why I think I, especially with Curb, I related very much. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, like my buddy Homer can't, um, he can't watch it. Curb, really? He says it makes him cringe because he feels 
whenever there's an awkward moment, he starts feeling too awkward. He's like, that's too awkward for me. Because he puts his, but Really? For me, I'm like, oh, I know what he's going through. So to me, I watch it. I go, at least it's not just me. Yeah. So <laughs> then when my buddy Homer told me that, I go, that's interesting how I never thought about how other people would see it. Yeah. But then when I listen to him, I go, fuck, it must be awkward for other people. Because for me, it feels awkward, but I'm like, I know what you're talking about. I've been there, sir. So it just it's relatable. People always try to find something that relates yeah. to him, whether it's music or whatever. For me, Larry David is relatable because um, he's me without hair. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Another guy that uh, that that we met this summer that I was really happy we met is uh, Andrew Schultz. Fucking gangster. Yeah, because I've been I've been hearing about uh, like Andrew Schultz for like a year ish, or maybe a little more than that. And I'd seen him on stage. Well, I'd seen him on YouTube on stage, and I was like, okay, I like I like how this guy is. But I didn't I didn't think he was as good as he actually is, he is. until I saw him live. And then I was like, holy fuck. He's very, very he's good. He's so good. He's so good. And he's he's, yeah. he's of our ilk. Yeah. He's very much like us, like off stage when we yeah. talk to him. He's a cool ass dude. And he's very inspirational. Like, I love seeing guys like that. Yeah. And I even told him like when because uh, I did I did his podcast and then I, I did another show with him. That's for his podcast, too. But I told him I was like, fuck. This seeing guys like you, it, it makes you go, fuck, I got to step my game up yeah. business wise. Yeah. Like yeah. He's just, the business. He's oh, yeah. He's a, a really good comic, but he's a fucking beast in business. Yeah. Like he he just he was like, uh, OK, TV doesn't want me. Fuck TV. I'll go YouTube. Yeah, I'll go YouTube. And he's fucking killing it. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he was a cool dude. Yeah. He's the American uh, Sebastian Boko. Yeah, he <laughs> he's inspirational. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no BS with that guy. Yeah, no BS with fucking Andrew Schultz. Yeah. No BS with AS. Yeah, no BS with AS. Yeah, he was a cool dude, him. And I was happy at this festival. Like, a lot of our friends did very well. Like, Ab and Preach had that yeah. outdoor show with Andrew Schultz. Yeah, yeah, 10,000 yeah. people. So, yeah. it's uh, it was refreshing. It was fun to see. Yeah. There's people that you're happy, you're proud of and shit. So, it was good. Yeah, and I got like I got to meet uh, Rich Voss for the ninth time. <laughs> if hopefully he remembers this time. <laughs> but this time I think he did. He 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 did because the next day I saw him, he remembered me. It took him three days yeah. to remember me. He walked up to me only at the last showing that you guys did, and, and he's like, "Oh hey," and I was like, "Hey, boss." Yeah. And then he like, uh, but every time he was looking at me, he's like, "Where have I seen this guy before?" But he's seen me in New York. He's yeah. seen like he just doesn't remember anything. I was so happy because he we were doing that show for uh for Andrew's thing. And then we were on stage and uh, I made fun of his, uh, made fun of his, his attire, his Rolex. And I was like, uh, like I, I said, it was a shitty fake Rolex. And then he did a joke about me getting sued, not being able to afford a Rolex. Cause I told him, I was like, only a fake Rolex is that shiny. A real one isn't that shiny. Then he goes, you wouldn't know you can't afford them, but I have my Rolex. Yeah, the real one. So I was like, look, this is a real goddamn Rolex. It's not all fucking shiny and flashy. Like this fucking piece of garbage. That was amazing. Yeah, I was very happy. And then the way he was dressed when you called him fucking, what is Bruno Mars yeah. just ripping me? Yeah, Jason Mraz. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was. And, and I liked the, like, uh, um, the Lucas brothers. The Lucas brothers. For some reason, whenever comics have a gimmick, I always think I'm gonna hate them. Same. It takes me. It takes me an hour to to and them. It was it was faster. They're like, well. I always liked them. I always thought they were funny. I never got to watch them do stand up. I only see them in movies and shit. And I like them. I like their stand up. I, I like their presence on stage. I was fucking hilarious. The way they complete yeah. their senses and the stuff they talk about. But I like the Lucas brothers too. They were fucking yeah, funny. Yeah. They were cool dudes. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw, we went to the the nasty show this year. That wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as nasty. It, like at first, uh, the first couple of comics, I was like, oh shit, this is going nowhere. Yeah. Then Andrew came out, and fucking destroyed, and Big J. The uh, uh, Jimmy came out, Jimmy Carr yes, did a surprise, surprise guest, set, yeah. and then Big J was fucking on fire like as always. Usual. Yeah. yeah, so it was a good nasty show, but because of those three guys. Yeah, could have been better. Yeah, because uh, like I really like uh, Bobby Lee. I I love his podcast, and I thought I'd like him as a host. Fucking hated him as a host. Yeah, because of that, I unsubscribed to, to his podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't Fuck. like him as a host. Uh, he yeah. seemed angry. Yeah, he seemed angry at the crowd. And then the the comedian they had it was one black comic on the whole thing, comedian CP. And when he got off stage, Bobby Lee acted like it was an open mic. He's like, well, that guy, fuck, he's like, I forgot his name, but give it up for him. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man, yeah. it's a professional show. And you're a fucking metropolis. It's yeah. like, a, it, it's a big show. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's probably the biggest room Bobby 
uh, old play well. this year. Yeah. So that kind of got me yeah. mad, that disrespect for the for the comedians. Yeah. I was like, you know what? And he was subscribe. He was a very LA guy. Like when he brought Jimmy Carr up instead of going like this next guy is fucking, you know, the biggest star in England. And one of the biggest he in the comics in the world. He won the first uh worldwide uh roast battle competition. He's fucking yeah, like Pound for pound, he's like one of the biggest comics working yeah. right now. He's but he was like, this next guy sometimes does surprise sets at the comedy store. And you're like, what? Why are you downplaying? Who the fuck cares about the comedy store? Yeah. Who cares? In the grand scheme of it's things. It's fucking yeah. like we're a million miles away from the comedy store. Everyone in Montreal knows of the comedy store, but most people don't give a fuck about the comedy store. Yeah, not to that extent, especially when this guy's yeah. bigger than that. Like Jimmy Carr fucking can sell out an arena. In Montreal, but you're talking about this guy fucking popped into the uh, belly room last Monday and fucking uh, murdered, murdered. Yeah. So shit like that, it, yeah. it got me so aggravated, like the disrespect yeah. that I unsubscribed to his podcast. Fucking. But that's when you see the fucking like this year. This was the first year that um, like I hate the I hate the show busy French side. Cause since since like I know all of the all of the fucking pieces of garbage on the French side, and I know all the really cool people on the fr- French side. So when I go to those parties, there are too many pieces of shit yeah. as opposed to really nice people. And in English, I didn't. I I the other years I seemed to just meet the really cool people, and this year is the first year that I was like, ah, oh, there's so many pieces of shit, yeah, and it's the pieces same of pieces of shit as the year before, and. Everyone giving you their business card. I'm a fucking comic. What the fuck am I going to do with the business card? People, yeah, yeah. I'll show you after, uh, emailed me business cards. Fuck. And it's like, a, it's animated. It's like a GIF. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I had one guy. Well, he was, he, remember the that magician that was trying to do a magic trick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. And it, what, what what's going what's going through, through your, your yeah that you're like okay i'm with these two comics i'm a, a beginner comic how can i impress them magic i, I remember i fuck. kept i kept yelling at him fuck. i was like leave me the fuck alone yeah. leave and me then alone he, he like he does his stupid magic trick and then i just left and he goes i put i hit i hit the the napkin behind my back but no one saw and i was like everyone saw yeah that's what you said yeah because i told him what about behind you he's like don't fucking look behind me <laughs> what a shitty magician god damn yeah he was god getting damn. he was yeah. he was getting a little infuriating i guess that's why though that like on the compound episode we were talking about those comedy club owners that thought I, I thought I was better than them, but it's because they're, they're such garbage people. Yeah, they're such garbage yeah. people. They, yeah. they they talk shit, yeah. and they always yeah. come from, like, sh- well, shitty places. Like, like I couldn't believe that people from Edmonton or Winnipeg were talking shit, <laughs> and especially people that they're in the industry but refuse to pay money, the 120 bucks for an industry pass, and then they act like they're big shots. Yeah, It's yeah. like, you came down here by bus, probably. You didn't fly here, like you said on the compound episode, and you didn't want to pay money to to join the you don't want to pay a ticket to yeah. get in basically and then you're acting like you're hot shit the thing too every year um the uh, the the people on the canadian side that try to impress you because even now like the people from comedy central like no one's impressed by comedy central anymore. i got a glass of water oh yeah <laughs> but there was uh there was a a guy that asked me he he was trying to impress me because he he works on the debaters and I was like, okay, it's a fuck, it's a radio show. Yeah, no, but it's the big radio show. Yeah, it's the big it's show on the, the radio. It's a big show on the government-owned radio station. Yeah, it's fucking, it's PBS. Yeah, it's fucking, it's Mister Rogers. Yeah, that's you what know? it is. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, who who's that guy that used to do interviews on George uh, Shambalopoulos? No, no, on uh, PBS, the one that stopped after the Me Too movement. Um, something Rose or yeah, yeah, it's fucking Rose guy. Yeah, what's his name? What's his first name? Axel. Axel Rose. <laughs> Axel Rose is it was fucking the guy who amazing. did Inside the Actor Studio. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside the Actor Studio. The Inside the Actor Studio used to used to be a driver for prostitutes in in France. I believe it when I yeah. see him. He looks like that. Yeah, and he's only you know how people in showbiz you never know if they're six foot eight. Or three feet tall. Yeah. He's like this tall. He's a little man. He's uh like 
he he had a character on um arrested development and when whenever the scene a scene of him standing up he's smaller than the women that's like, it's hilarious so, so he was a driver for prostitutes and a driver for prostitutes is technically the guy that'll punch the the customer if he's in a the piece dick of at shit. this point yeah but yeah he's fucking kicking shins and biting cocks he's like listen you yeah. can't have your way with yeah. her you could just rape <laughs> me sir Take me instead. Yeah. What's your favorite swear word? You're gonna say it now, and then he punches the guy in the dick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking right. ridiculous. I I want to see um I want to see that guy get back to making those videos. I used to like those inside the. the yeah, he studio. stopped doing those. I haven't seen it in the longest time. Was he? Then that, again, I don't watch much TV. Yeah, no, neither do I. Like I saw, I I heard this year at the festival. I was really happy. Uh, Tom Green has been filling in for. For Larry King on Larry King's uh, YouTube show. Okay. And um, apparently someone told me that uh, Larry King retired. And he just took over? And uh, it's just him that That's took amazing. over. And then I was like, oh, shit. So it's going to become the Tom Green show? They were like, no, it's just going to be the Larry King show. Larry King Live. Hosted with- by Tom Green. That's ridiculous. Which is, which is so stupid. It's funny. There's something funny about it. Because, yeah, there's something funny. I always like guest hosts. Somebody had mentioned that a long time ago to have a podcast where you call it the Steve Allen show, but it's not. It's always a different yeah. host, but it's never Steve Allen. Yeah. Like uh, with the, the the Larry King thing right now, it's it's just weird when people are going to go. But when Larry King dies, there's going to be something off uh, awesome that it's still called the Larry King show. Yeah. Like if the Tonight Show was called Johnny Carson now. Johnny Carson's Tonight yeah. Show. Yeah, if you'd be like, I was on Letterman last night with uh, Colbert and fucking. I was on Letterman last night. You know what sucks is that we're, I'm never going to be able to say that. A lot of comics will never be able to say that. Yeah. Because all these new late night guys, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, one that uh, I really like Jimmy Kimmel still. I know that he's like very, very, very left leaning. But his comedy, like he 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 lets comics that are a little edgier than the other shows yeah. get on. Yeah, he's a bit more lenient. I think because also he dated a comic. Like he's, yeah. he's more, uh, he's closer to the comedy world. Yeah. Like when we did the, or when uh, Just for Laughs did that uh, uh, benefit for me a couple of years ago, he was there and I was really surprised. Really? Yeah, he just showed up. He was in the, he was downstairs in the, in the, like he came downstairs. I want to go see Jim Norton. And he was like, can I smoke a joint somewhere? And I was like, okay. And then I, so I let him smoke in my, in my dressing room. And then it was just weird since I don't smoke, or now I do, but I didn't smoke in those days. So it was weird being in a room with Jimmy Kimmel, watching him smoke a joint. It didn't make sense. Yeah, that must be a weird scenario. Mm. Like, hey, man, nice uh, nice technique. Yeah. And then, then Ralphie May came in. Well, uh, Jeff Ross came in. Then Ralphie May came in because he was angry at Jeff Ross because uh, he did a roast battle, and Jeff let the guy that beat Ralphie use a, an old shitty stolen joke. Oh, so shit. Ralphie was giving him shit. And then Jeff was giving him, giving a, uh, Ralphie shit. And it was just, and then I was like, can I, can I just go see Jim Norton? Like I was, oh, it was heavy shit. Yeah. And they, since they were all smoking, like at first I could have just left, but then since it was so much smoke, I was like, if I open the door, the security guy is going to see that we were smoking in here oh, and everyone's going to get in trouble. So, so I you just have to sit there and watch them fight. I just watched them fight, got a little stoned off the smoke, and then uh, went home. And what was Kimmel in the corner while this is happening? Kimmel was just, uh, he, he was sort of, it was awesome because he was trying to get, he was um, trying to throw uh, fuel on the fire. Like he was, like if one would say something, the other would go, no, no, but I meant this. He was like, no, but really, you know. It, so oh, he was really? Like, He's a shit yeah, disturber. He was a very uh, shit disturber. Like oh, it was amazing. That's hilarious. I was like, oh, fuck, I like this guy. He's just trying to fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he, he took it as a joke since they were both. Well, uh, I don't think, uh, like Ralphie was angry because he had got fucked. But uh, and then um, Jeff was kind of defending himself, but he was stoned, so it didn't really make sense oh, what fuck. he was saying. And then I think Jimmy was just having fun. Interesting. Yeah. I keep getting um, weird messages from people. Comedy people? Yeah, that's what they say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I got uh, like um, <laughs> that's what they. It's funny because it was one of the volunteers there. 
who she mistook me for Andrew Schultz. You remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then because you look exactly it, like Andrew exactly Schultz, like Andrew Schultz, except for the hair, the beard, the size, everything, and the face. Yeah. And the name. Yeah. Uh, so I told him, no, I'm not. Same Andrew color, Schultz. though. Same color, at least. That's the only thing. So I said, uh, I'm not Schultz, whatever. And then I was like, okay, it ends there. Like, I never, like, uh, she's like, are you Andrew Schultz? I'm like, okay, oh, there's no way I am, you know? It's like, no, I'm not Andrew Schultz. Uh, he doesn't look any like me. I go, but you'll find him. He's coming out soon. Because it was back after the nasty show backstage. And uh, I forgot about it. And then a couple of days later, I got a message on, on Facebook and it said, like, uh, hey, I'm sorry if I called you out the other day. I didn't mean to make it awkward. And I was like, I don't know who this is. Like, I don't know. I don't remember anything. So, remember when I called you Andrew? And it took me like an hour because I said, I don't even remember this. And then after that, I'm like, oh, fuck. And I remember. I go, that's not an awkward situation. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even think about that. And then uh, she's like, yeah, well, I just didn't want it to be awkward. Uh, I was like, okay. And then I was like, wait a second. If she didn't know who I was. How did she find you? Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. fuck, the plot thickens. This gets weirder. That means she probably Googled, uh, like described you into Google. <laughs> Right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Anyways, there's that. So that was kind of weird. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm just overthinking it. And then she's like, Yo, you wanna? I want you to do uh, my French comedy show. I was like, fuck, how does she even know that I do stand-up? She's like, no, I've seen you do stand-up. And I was like, wait, what? You know? Oh, and she's a French comedy yeah, she's booker? Like, uh, no, she's doing comedy, I guess. And then she said, okay. I want you to, I want you, I'd be honored if you would open for me. And what? Then, yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't really do French comedy. She's like, no, no, it'll be fun. It'll be good. I go, well, it wouldn't. Like, and, and then there's a whole message of me, like, you know. Being an opener for someone that's a driver at the festival. Exactly. But also not taking no for an answer. And, and then I'm like, when is this even? And she's like, oh, next year, 2020, ZooFest next year. And I was like, holy oh, what a fucking, fucking shit. weirdo. What is happening right Jesus now? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking stupid people. Stupid people. That's the thing, though, that I love at the festival. And I was even talking to one guy who's really, really, really bad at his job, talking <laughs> about another guy that was really bad at his job. So I was like, look at that fucking dummy. He doesn't get he's bad at business. He's just stupid. And he was like, yeah, yeah, he does this. He does this. And in my mind, I was like, you're just as bad as him, though. <laughs> it was fun. I like I like the festival for that. The weirdos. Yeah, the weirdos. I couldn't do it every night, though, this year, like the other years. I'd go every night, but this year I needed a break every two, three days sort yeah. of to wash the weirdness off me. Yeah, well, I didn't go till the first day I went was when I had my one-man show. I didn't go up until then. Okay. I didn't do the first. I didn't care. And then when I did my one-man show, I didn't go back until the that Monday, right? Because we did our show on the Wednesday. So I went Monday with you. Tuesday, we did a barbecue at your house, yeah. so we didn't go Tuesday either. We went Wednesday for our show, and then we just did uh, – you didn't even go Thursday. No, no, you didn't go Friday. No, uh, we went I Thursday. Went Wednesday, thir- we went uh, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. And then Friday, I only went for one hour, and then I did the podcast in the middle yeah. of the night. And then Saturday, we Saturday. showed up for the last night. That's yeah. it. Yeah, we skipped a lot this year because it was just meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I still liked it. I, I had fun. I, still, I, yeah. I, I have fun when I see people I don't see yeah. throughout the year, right? The thing I like about Just for Laughs, it's always been for me like the holidays. Because mm. when I was little, I was too dirty to dream about doing The Tonight Show, even though like I was like, I'd like to do The Tonight Show. So my dream was I want to do a gala. Or yeah, at too. first it was even I want to do The Nasty Show. And I was like, I want to do the nasty show, and then they'll put me on a gala. So whenever I do the festival, it, I, I'm like, I don't even really do it anymore. But w- I, I always try to do one thing just to be sort part. of be there. And every year, so it's like the holidays. So after the festival, I always have resolutions. It's always like, like I never have my resolution January first. It's always the last day of the festival. Must be the worst time of the year for uh, Michelle, my manager, because I just write them and I'm like, look, I'm tired of this fucking bullshit. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're fu-. And then it's for like two weeks. I'm like a bully. I'm like, I'm getting back into shape. I'm fucking going to lose 40 pounds. And then September comes around and I'm fucking fat again. Me too. Me, it's my year end, like how school was yeah. and all that. Me, my year end is when the festival finishes. And then I, the last two years. Uh, everything I said that I was I wanted to do for the next year accomplished, I did. Yeah. And even last festival last year, what I said is, okay, next year I want to be back with an hour. And I did it this year. Yeah. I did my hour this year. So now I'm planning on what... Next what, year, your next plan is you want to open for a French weirdo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. At Sioux Fest. That's, uh, thank God. Then I would have <laughs> made And she'd be like, hey, merci, Andrew. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know what I'd like to do? I, I Honestly, I would like to, to be part of a gala. Yeah. You know, especially how well I did this year. Uh, and also, I've seen some of the people like Gag Galas. Yeah. I was like, 
You have you have uh, Olivia that likes you. Yeah, she and she might she, be my best. She's uh, so like she's good at her job and she's well respected. Yeah, at just for laughs. So uh, she uh, she has to talk about you to she, everyone. She, she's been a good. She's supported uh, like my rise for years now. Like yeah. she really liked the uh, the stuff that I do. Yeah, and she gets comedy. Yeah, she thanked me last year. Like uh, uh like when I'd asked you to open for me. Uh, she was like, oh, fuck, thank you for putting him on. I've been trying to, I've been telling them to put him on the festival for years. Yeah, she's. And uh, it, it wasn't working. Yeah, she had my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? Next year, you know, I got the yeah. hour now. Next year, you never know. I might get that little gala spot. Yeah. And the gala spot now is what? It's five minutes, right? Uh, I don't know. I could, I no, could, I think it's more than that. I think seven, it's uh, seven or ten. Seven or ten, I could yeah. kill that shit. Like, I did English, I think I did. Two galas. One of them was just a regular gala. One was a, a gala for HBO. Oh, well, the Canadian one though, so you can take your O back. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll change it yeah. for an A <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> HBO. A? Oh, Canada. A. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I was doing uh, I was doing HBO Canada, and um, I had to do, like, I was happy I was booked because you know how it is here. There's always a. a quota so they're like we need one canadian we need uh for the subsidies so i got booked and mike wilmot was already on so i, like I was mike. like fuck i like mike and he was already booked so he's the fucking token canadian so i'm just i'm just one of the comics i was super happy i was fucking high-fiving everyone but then i found out i was a token quebecer so oh it's I, from all over canada yeah because it had to be like all of the comics were all uh all americans except for me and mike it was me. It was Amy Schumer. It was uh, Jim Norton and Jimmy Carr and uh, and Triumph the Insult comic. Is Don. that where you met Jimmy Carr? Uh, no, I knew Jimmy before that, but that's where we really kind of bonded. And um, but uh, it was weird because uh, like I the day of the show, I get there and uh, they tell me they're like, look, there's a, a subsidy thing. You have to do a minute longer than anyone else. <laughs> And I was like, what? And they're like, look, to get the subsidy, whoever does the longest, you got to do one minute longer than that guy. That's kind of funny. And I was like, okay. So then, because I'd ask them, how much time do I do? Do I do like six or it eight? It all depends on they're what they like, do. They're like, do one minute more than whoever's doing. So I'm like, okay. So I told them, I was like, uh, light me, um, like, light me uh, after 10 minutes and then leave the light on. And then when I can get off, uh, just uh, take the light off and I'll know I can get off. So they're like, okay, uh, we do the thing. Everyone does their time, but triumph the insult comic doc. He was roasting every province. So oh. he starts and, and he does and like, he was supposed to do eight minutes, but after like 17 minutes, he's up to Winnipeg. He's up to Manitoba. So he's like halfway he's going through over the country. And then they're like, shit. And this was live on HBO. So they were this like, live. yeah, it was live. So they're like, uh, they're like, oh, fuck, fuck. OK, let's just uh, they start flashing the light to tell. Uh, well, I guess they couldn't even flash a light. I don't it's know. A how hand they, puppet. Yeah, because it's a hand puppet. But they someone went to sort of tell him and then he didn't want to stop. He kept on doing it. So they started. The, they sent uh, whoever was hosting forget who uh, it was bob saget that was hosting bob saget went on stage he was like hey all right that was fucking triumph the insult comic dog like they started the music it was so fucking weird oh but god he, he had done like 17 or 18 minutes so i had to do 19 minutes in a gala where everyone was doing like seven eight minutes that's fucking funny. and i'm the only fucking person that isn't known on the lineup right because amy schumer wasn't as big as she is now but, but she was, she still, was big. still pretty big uh Jim Norton was fucking as big as he is now, but he didn't want to close. He wanted to open. So I'm like near the end. It's me. And then I start doing it. And uh, I'm, I'm doing my thing, doing my thing, doing my thing. And then I told him, light me at 10 and then take it off when it's over. But uh, then so they lit me at 10, but they left the light on for like nine minutes. And then my wife was watching it live on HBO Canada. And she, she thought I had lost my mind. Because she was watching me, and she was like, I could fucking see the red light on, on you. No. And then I was like, why won't he leave? She thought it was because I was like, fuck it. I'm live. What did they got to do? <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> so I ended up, I did my whole everything, like my whole set. And then I did, 
because I was I hadn't been doing stand up that long in English. So I did my whole set, then everything I had. Uh, and then I just I done all the material I had because I only had like fucking 17, 18 minutes of solid material. And then I was like, fuck, OK, I got to finish with something. But all of my big finishes were already done. Oh, no. So then I was like. Fuck, I can I had other stuff that worked, but not really. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna take something that used Works to kill in French. in French and I think it probably will kill in English, and that's how I closed. So it was very weird. It went well, but I just looked like people watching at home were probably like Why what, the, off the stage? what a fucking asshole. Like they fucking like fucking they kicked Triumph off, but this piece of shit gets twenty minutes. <laughs> that's that's a yeah. fucking good story. Yeah, it was weird God, though. Dang. But it was awesome for my uh, my sort of demo cuz generally when you do a gala, you take uh you you have to put the whole thing cuz it's only a 6 minute spot. But when you do 20 minutes, <laughs> you just <laughs> take the six best minutes and then you're like, "Hey, this is what I do." That's amazing. Yeah, yeah this year I got kind of fu- I wanted to tape it. I didn't get a chance to tape my uh my hour, but it might actually be a good thing cuz uh, I'm going to refine it while yeah, cause yeah. I, have to, I have to do it in Ottawa and all these other places, so I'll uh, be able to refine it. I'll film it later because I wouldn't release it now anyway because yeah. it's the hour that I'm going to yeah. be doing. For the it, next it'd of just be good to have it just to see, like, since it's like a, an hour for people that paid to see you. Yeah. There's a difference with that and in a club. Yeah, definitely difference. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, because there's a lot of jokes that I can't do regularly at the, at the, at the comedy clubs. Yeah. Because people aren't ready for them. Because yeah. even my crowd, there was some stuff that they were like, <gasps> yeah. You know? So imagine like a Nest crowd. Yeah, I still want to do my Saudi Arabia bit the next one day. Yeah. Just to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work, though. Well, once you get it, like, it, it, it it's it's ready now for your fans, yeah. and it'll be ready for public consumption in a couple of weeks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, ju- I need a couple more spots yeah. <laughs> just to refine it a bit. It, just change the surprise up a bit for people to take it in easier. Yeah. So where are we sending people this week? We're sending people uh, to, uh, are we sending them to Planet House? We should send them to Planet House. We should send them to, they stopped being a sponsor, but we're still going to fucking, we're going to plug them. We're good dudes. Yeah. And if they go to Planet Hoster, they could use the promo code two, that's the number two, dash drink, dash minimum. Yeah. And they're going to get themselves like 25% off. 25, 20% or 25. 25. I'm not sure if it's 20 or They're getting a discount though. They're getting a discount. Why are you complaining? And most of the people that listen to this are, or, no, I guess uh, the free shows, it, there's people from all over. For yeah. the Americans, beautiful thing about uh, Planet Hoster, it is Canadian. So you get the sweet, sweet, sweet Canadian dollar. It's a fire dollar. sale. Yeah, it's, fuck, it's like going to a flea market. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? They have, uh, they have web servers and flea markets? It, they do. That's and exactly what it is. Good quality. You, you get better service than you would at GoDaddy or any of the, the bigger places. Because you call, you talk to real people. In Montreal, there uh, or uh, they have uh, servers in uh, Europe too. So if you're in European, France. you want to fucking speak to a French dude, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. And Even if you don't have problems, and they're in France, so you can literally yeah. go over there and be like, "I own this building," and they're gonna be like, "Yes, sir, we surrender. This is your building now." Yeah, so. you could take over the Planet Hoster office in France. Yeah, not here though. Very yeah. rebellious here. Here, here, they'll fight you till the death. <laughs> but in France, they'll give up very quickly. And if you want to support this podcast uh, in other ways. Tell your friends about it. Yeah. Share it. Go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube page. Go to iTunes. Go to Google Podcasts. Apple, Sorry. Apple, Pod. Apple Podcasts. Apple iTunes Podcast. iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Google Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher Podcast. We're on Laughable. Laughable Podcast. Laughable Podcast. We're on every podcast. Wherever you buy or eat your podcasts, yeah. we're there. We're, if, if, yeah. if podcasts are being consumed by you, just uh, look no further than us. Head over to MikeWard.ca for all of Mike Ward's tour dates. He's touring everywhere around Quebec right now uh, in French. Mike Ward Noir is his um, is the set that he's he's touring with. He will be. I think you're going to be back in what in uh, Saint Agat. Uh, ne- no, you're in Saint. Uh, you're in Brossard next week. No, uh, no, I'm. Um, I don't know where I'm playing. Yeah, like this, uh, I'm. I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. So if you're in Quebec, yeah. you could catch for him. the next year. I got shows pretty much every yeah. weekend. Some of them are already selling out in their months. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are selling out in their big rooms. So MikeWord.ca, and don't forget if you speak French, MikeWord's French language podcast, MikeWord's Good, which is the number one French language podcast on the planet, um, is out there right now. He's got all, you know millions of downloads. So help him out. Add another one to those millions. Um, it's actually doing so well that he's erecting billboards around this city to remind people yeah. of his fuckery. 
which is amazing. Uh, head over to pentelscomedy.com for my stuff, Pentels Comedy on YouTube, whatever you want. Subscribe and uh, go fuck yourselves. Thank you for listening. Perfect. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.